When you sign up with an agent, they usually put a dollar figure in the box under the commission box, which is exactly the amount they'll spend on your advertising. That figure could just be a figure off the top of their head, with no care how they will spend that money. But most will likely give you an advertising schedule. We want to know what's worth being on the schedule and what shouldn't be. Welcome to Real Estate Right, where we talk to top experts on how to buy, sell, rent and invest right. Your hosts are Grant Kennedy and Sue Langeter. Zaley Reynolds is becoming a regular on Real Estate Right and we welcome her back to talk about the advertising schedule. Zaley owns boutique agency Shelter Real Estate in Glen Iris and provides a dedicated service where her clients get the results they desire with the support they require. Welcome, Zaley. Hello. Thanks for for having me back. back. Yes, it's awesome. Yeah. So, Grant. Advertising. So, it's a big one. Yes. I'm sure you've seen a few advertising schedules in your time. Yes. <laughs> what would be the highest amount you would have ever seen someone pay for their advertising? Well, uh, when print media was really big and very important, uh, some of the advertising schedules did, did get quite large. I think the highest one I've ever seen was about 65000 mm, So, But that was obviously a very high-value home too. You do need to invest to get a return, um, but that's probably the highest I've seen. So that's kind of at the peak of print yes, before yeah, internet started yeah. taking over. And that, yeah. 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 So what should you expect on your advertising schedule these days? Well, internet obviously is the most important thing. So you need to make sure that you are on all of the relevant websites. A lot of agents will say we're on, you know, 15 websites. Sometimes six of those are irrelevant. Mm. So you need to make sure that the websites are relevant. Uh, In order to put the property on the internet, you need high-quality photography. That's really, really important. Uh, Good description, uh, well-crafted, and also a floor plan. So they're all really key elements. You do need your boards, your brochures, those types of things. You can't sell a secret. Uh, And in particular areas, print media in some publications is also important as well. Mm. Yeah. What are some of the things that can appear on an advertising schedule that... um, should be questioned, I suppose. So there's quite often a fee on advertising schedules that um, it can be named different things. So it can be called a listing establishment fee. It can be called a marketing production fee. It can be called a typesetting fee. Um, there's a number of different ma- names for it. If you don't understand what it is, then I'd question it uh, because those fees are fees that agents charge, uh, which essentially they say they charge them to prepare the marketing and some of those fees are relevant so if it's a few hundred dollars then sometimes that is a relevant fee that an agent needs to to pay a graphic designer to actually build your ads so that's a relevant fee but sometimes those fees can be thousands of dollars and that is really just an agent lining their pockets yeah interesting and admittedly agents do have somebody in their office coordinating the advertising. Absolutely. And they may mask that as, well, we've got to pay their salary. So um, we're throwing that in at three or $400 fee. Correct. Yeah. Which is Which can be justifiable at times. But, but it should always. be coming out of the yeah. sales commission. Really. It should be because that's what you're paying an agent for. Yeah. You're, that's yeah. what you're paying the, sale, the, the commission for, essentially. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 So how much should we be spending on advertising? 
I think as a rule of thumb, something around 1% is probably the right amount. Um, you it used We used to say 1% to 1.5% of the value of the house, but with the internet, you don't need to be spending that much anymore. So somewhere around that, that 1% mark. If you are just focusing on a digital strategy, though, it can be a lot cheaper. Uh, advertising is different there's a different cost for advertising depending on where you live so it's very hard to say this is the amount um, you know if you live in a higher value suburb the realestate.com domain um, and other publications are going to charge you a higher fee to advertise than if you live in a rural um, location and I think some of those magazines that agents ask you to be involved in sometimes it's just a bit of an ego chip for the agent or mm. even the owner because they want to show their friends look, I'm in this special magazine. Look at me, look at me, look at me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, there's a fine line. There is a fine there. line because Sometimes. some of those magazines, they're, they're just flicking things. They're not really proactive in actually helping you sell your house. It's Would you be. say that? Or it's just more helping the agent... A lot of the yeah, a lot of that advertising can be advertising the agent or the agency. Uh, I think it does depend on the type of property you've got. Mm-hmm. So there are still properties where you know the older generation is your target market. And they may not be on the internet every day, so the a print media can be helpful in that yeah. uh, that aspect. Um, but if you're selling a one bedroom flat, then it's internet all the way. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, it really comes down to style of property that you've got yeah yeah the buyer who the buyer is going to be yeah analyzing that so will i be expected to pay for my marketing up front most agents will ask for a contribution to the marketing up front. Um, obviously, as a business owner, it's very hard to uh, to carry the cost of advertising for the whole length of a cam- campaign, um, and most vendors can appreciate that because as a, um, advertisers ask for you know seven or fourteen day terms, so most agents will ask for some type of contribution up front. Uh, there are different companies that do offer to finance the advertising and will charge a small fee in order to do that and the advertising can come out of the deposit Um, or some agencies may offer that as well. They may offer to take the the advertising amount out of the deposit but I would say probably 8 to 9 out of 10 agents will ask for at least a contribution up front with the remainder to come out after sale or at your auction. I think it's becoming more popular these days Mm. that it comes up front. Yeah. And that's really hard for a lot of people. That's, you know, maxing out their their credit cards or yeah so it's a big decision it's also hard for the agents it is also hard for the agents yeah Yeah. because yeah we have to pay our bills and pay our wages and um so yeah sometimes the the best option really is these financing companies that will finance it for you and Um, you you sort of introduce the agent will introduce that into the mix will they absolutely yeah so the the age most agents will have a a um a partnership with one of these, um, you know, there's campaign agent, there's list um, list once I think is the other one. So there's a few different uh, companies that that offer it, and they are, um, will charge a small fee to to finance the advertising. So it, it is well worth it, um, well worth the fee, I believe, um, just to take away the stress. Yeah, 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 yeah for I both think, parties really. Yeah. yeah, I think that's yeah. I hadn't heard of that before. I hadn't either. Yeah, I must so that's admit. Good. Okay, so is print advertising dead? 
<laughs> it depends who you ask. It depends who you ask. I think it definitely is on the way out. There's no doubt about that. Uh, but I think that there are still some relevant properties that should be advertised in, in print. And the readership is still there. So mm. there's definitely still lots of people that do read the paper on a Saturday, um, sit down, flick through the houses. Uh, so I think it is still important for some types of properties to have a presence there, but it really does depend on the type of property you have. Would you mind going further and, and letting the listeners know what type of property you think it would be? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so if you have a really unique home for your area, I think that's where print media can be really important. So if your house is one of a kind, then it's really important that you put it out to a wider demographic and that the print is good for that because on the internet, somebody's only going to search a suburb that they're looking mm. in. So if I'm looking to purchase a house in Williamstown, I on the internet, I'm just going to look in Williamstown. Yeah. And yes, sometimes there's surrounding suburbs that come up but the reality is by the time you get to surrounding suburbs you're on page five and you're really not interested anymore so if you know you are a, an owner who has a house in Newport and you want to attract Williamstown buyers you really should pro- probably look at print that's going to be the better method to attract those Williamstown buyers but there's no need to do that if you um, if you have a fairly um, you know run of the mill house. I don't like just describing houses yeah. like that. But if if there's a lot of houses or apartments that are similar to yours, then there's there's really no need for print. If you have a unique property, it can be well worth it. Yeah, it makes sense. If I decide to go off market rather than spend money on advertising. Will that reduce the net of buyers who could be interested in my property? Absolutely, absolutely. If you are off market, really the only buyers that are going to be introduced are people that the agent knows and not every agent can know it, not any agent can know every buyer because there's always new buyers coming into the marketplace. So you will reduce your pool of buyers if you go off market. What would the what would what would be a good off market strategy if I'm on the fence about spending money on advertising or not? So a good strategy is to give it a, sh- a shorter amount of time. So if you say to your agent, well, you know, let's try it off market for two, three, four weeks and see how we go and then sit down and assess. Now, there's three things that will happen after that that period of time. The first is you've had a really good offer and you've sold your house. Mm. Fantastic. Yay. Yay. <laughs> um, the second is you've had a few buyers through, you've got some good feedback, the feedback is positive and you feel like, okay, I'm ready to go to the market because I feel co- confident from the feedback that we're going to be sitting in the in the right position price-wise um, and I'm confident spending that money on, on the marketing. The third thing that happens is the feedback that you get is not where you want to be. So the price feedback from buyers is a lot lower than what you would like to achieve. And then you've got the decision to uh, just hold on to the property and stay put um, or lease it out uh, or or adjust your price. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Dee from Carnegie wants to know if she could, if she should expect an agent to cover the costs of advertising? Yes. So um, there are some agents that will cover the cost of advertising. uh, But what I will say is you won't get the same type of advertising if you actually invest in it yourself. So the photography is normally not going to be fantastic photography. You know, if you go on the internet and you look look at those houses, there's always one in every suburb where the photography is a little bit dodgy. Um, That's normally because the agent's taking the photos themselves. 
because on their iPhone, on their iPhone or yeah. you know with their camera because they they've said to the owner I'll pay for the for the for the advertising and they're trying to save cut costs and cut corners and that can be really detrimental to your campaign so I think that it's much much better to have um, you pay for the advertising you invest in the sale of your property because you're going to get a higher quality of advertising and then you got your agent is also going to be motivated to get the best possible result rather than just to sell it at whatever cost mm. to try and reimburse the money they've spent. Yeah. What happens if they haven't sold my property within the exclusive authority period? So if they haven't sold the property within the exclusive um, authority period, uh, then if the agreement is for the owner to pay the advertising, you will have to pay for the advertising. Yeah. And normally agents will explain that. If an agent says they're covering the costs, then you don't have to pay for it, no. um, regardless of the authority period. Mm. I know as a copywriter, some owners think that the agent writes the ads. Then they question, what are they paying the agent for if I turn up to the property? The reality is most agents haven't got their English skills to write something succinctly or effective. Being objective, what do you think about agents versus a professional copywriter? Oh, I love professional copywriters. Um, I've worked in both different types of agencies. So when Mm -hmm. I first started my career, one of my jobs was to write the copy. Mm. Uh, And I can tell you that uh, there were lots and lots of headings that were very, very similar. Um, It's very hard to come up with new ideas. So a professionally trained copywriter is worth their weight in gold. I can tell you that. (laughs) The feedback I get from agents is that they will spend, say, three, four hours writing an ad. And they could be using that time to be selling your property. Absolutely. So wouldn't you prefer that somebody who knows how to do the job properly and quickly and get the same or better oh. result than... Absolutely. Yeah. I've got a, um, an agent who's just started working with me and she's come from an agency where she used to write her copy and she said to me literally a couple of days ago, yay, I've got an extra three hours in my day. Yeah. Now I can call buyers. And that's what you want your agent doing. You want your agent finding a buyer. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I think it's important. Same goes for photography, really, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, you want, <laughs> want them. Like, admittedly, some agencies... People feel like they can write copy, though, don't they, more so than... Well, there are. And, and the thing is, there are some agents who haven't got English as their first language as well. Oh, absolutely. And they just don't know how to put the words together. And, and there's some copy I've seen where they don't group the things together properly. Like, they might talk about the laundry and then the location in the same Mm. sentence and you're just like where did that come from Mm. (laughs) so yeah it's sometimes you need to have somebody who knows what they're doing i agree yeah oh so now into the juicy topics here are agents still getting rebates from their suppliers for using their services for advertising I can tell you that we don't get any rebates mm-hmm. at um, Shelter Real Estate. And I would say um, just from what I know in the industry, most agents don't get any rebates mm-hmm. um, at all. It is illegal to get rebates mm-hmm. nowadays. So if an agent is receiving a rebate, they really shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. Um, there are different rumours you hear of some agents who are doing the wrong thing and rebates are still um, occurring uh, in you know brown paper bags. Um, but it, it is illegal. Yeah. Okay. There is ways that they're working around that by doing things like buying shares in a photography company, for instance. Yes. Mm. Those sorts of things. Those sort of things. It's not classified as a rebate, but it's an ownership, so they're getting a kickback in their own little way, kind of. Yeah. 
Yeah, that, that that is definitely happening. Mm. Real estate agents, um, you know, having copywriters on staff um, mm. that they then charge separately for, um, or having ownership in um, in companies, or even setting up a different marketing company. Yes. So you might have a an agent who um, who asks you to sign forms to pay the money to a um, mark, you know, real estate ABC marketing company. Yeah. So it's a different. Company. Company, yep. um, that's something you've got to be very careful of because if they're doing that, then uh, more often than not, then they're they're charging a clip on whatever the cost of the advertising is. Yeah, yeah interesting. Because mm. way back in the day, we used to get. Oh yeah, I used to hear it way oh, more back in yeah. the day. Oh yeah. yeah, it's not common now. No, I would like more I said. That company stuff now. Yeah, I think. nine out of ten agents are doing the right thing. Um, yeah. But as in every industry, there's always a couple. Mm-hmm. Yeah, got to make money somehow, don't mm. I? <laughs> what are editorials? Oh, so an editorial is something that every agent loves to get for their property. Yeah. So an editorial is when a journalist from a specific publication does a story about your house. Uh, it can be because uh, the owner is someone notable. Mm. It can be a historic house. It can just be um, because it's a beautiful house. Unique. But yep. editorials are um, often uh, they, well, they are free, and um, they often increase the amount of buyers that you have coming to a particular property. So if you can get an editorial, they're an excellent thing to have. So they're yeah. usually found in things like you know, domain. Or yeah. Corporate leader. Yeah. 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 Um, they can also be online, so okay. a lot of um, a lot of clients or a lot of vendors don't think uh, don't think about online editorials. But with mm. the way that the world is moving, an online editorial can get more um, can sometimes get more coverage than than a print one. So mm. um, they're important as well. Definitely. Oh, there you go. So do we actually pay for them? No. No, so yeah. an editorial is not a paid advertisement. Yeah. Um, there are some advertisements that look like editorials, yeah. but they're still advertisements. Yeah. So an and editorial they should be marked as an advertisement too when they're like that. Correct. Yeah. 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 So you know, if an agent says to you, "I can guarantee you'll get an editorial for <laughs> this property," should we believe them? Well, no agent can guarantee an editorial. Yeah. But I will say that some of the larger companies do have a lot of sway over the editorial that does go into publications. So spending a lot of marketing correct. dollars there. Yeah, which yeah. is understandable. So you know, if a particular agency has you know fifty percent of the ads in the the local paper, mm-hmm. um, then obviously their properties are going to be looked at more favourably than um, another uh, agent. So uh, I would say that yes, some agents can say that they have got a very good chance of getting editorial. Mm. but no one can guarantee it 100%. Mm. And, you know, they might have 10 properties on sale that weekend and that particular yeah, agent. Yeah, it could be an agency fighting over those positions. Yeah. Oh, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Should we be worried if our agent uses a supplier from overseas to provide them with advertising material? Well, I'm a huge supporter of always buying local and by buying, uh, you know, supporting small businesses. So I think, you know, given that indus- that real estate is a small business industry, it's really important to support local suppliers, people that know the area and people that are going to show your house in the best possible light. Sounds Fantastic. good. Fantastic. We're all for the local support, aren't we? We are. <laughs> 
Uh, so really, advertising has changed so much since I used to organise the schedules at Marsha White and type out those ads at the age. So yeah, it's really good to have the new perspective of what advertising is doing in, in real estate these days. So yeah, thanks so much. No, thank you for having me. And we're off to some more of Grand's fun things. <laughs> We've got Grant with his fun facts again. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Fun fact number one. The first ever spam email was sent on May 3, 1978 to 393 recipients from the ARPANET directory, which was a precursor to what we know now as the internet. The Advanced Research Projects Agency Network was a high-tech directory between universities and research centres across the globe. Mm. So there you go. Interesting. Spam's been around for 40 years. A long time. A long time. Mm. Consumer purchases are often led by women. 85% of decisions to buy something for the household, including the house, are made by women. I could have told you that. Could yeah. tell you that. Is That's that quite often what, how abs- you found it? Absolutely. We find that most people um, looking at houses is, you know, there's something in that in that old saying, "Happy wife, happy life." Yep. Yes, it is. I agree with that uh, most of the time well, myself. When I write the ads, I people say, "Oh." The, the wife will generally tell me what she loves about her house and then the husband will start going in about the insulation or yeah. the roof tiles are done or, or all that sort of stuff. No one cares about that. Yeah, and I said, look, to be honest with you, I'm appealing to the women. You know, yeah. They're going to look at the ad go, mate, love, we're going to go and see that house. And then you can ask the agent all those things if you want, but not in the ads. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Number three, a little off topic. But just showing the uh, the power of advertising, the suggested two to three month salary idea for a wedding ring, or an engagement ring, I should say, uh, was actually a marketing campaign by diamond mining company De Beers. So they yeah. generated that idea. Mm. And now it's stuck it's in very, our heads. Very, very clever. Spend that sort of money on an engagement ring. You know, you do need a good diamond. Mm, yeah. I guess uh, there's another one. This is off topic also. Cigarette companies also came up with the idea that Cigarettes are addictive. That's, oh, really? that's official as well. Mm. They wanted people to believe they couldn't get off the cigarettes. Off smoking cigarettes. Yeah. Mm, interesting. Okay, now quick quiz time. Okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. You always stump me with these. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Quick quiz time. Okay, what Zaley, is your favourite Melbourne cafe? Might be a bit biased here, but there's a cafe right next to my office called The Pantry in Glen Iris, and lovely Phil there delivers my um, cup of tea and my lunch to me straight to my desk, so you cannot go past that. Awesome. (laughs) Wish we had that kind of service. (laughs) (laughs) What's better, a food truck or takeaway? Food truck, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Who's your favourite Melbourne auctioneer to watch? Oh, I think I think that's a really unfair question. Oh, I'm not allowed to. I can't answer that because I'll offend somebody. Yeah, <laughs> you can answer it. Uh, look, 
I can't. I, if I say, it's hard, I can't. You're in a hard time. Oh, okay. Enough. Maybe I'll give that question to somebody who's actually not a real star. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What sport did you aspire to be great as as a kid? I always wanted to be a tennis player. I wanted to be one of those yeah. amazing tennis players, mm-hmm. but no. No, no, and they happen. earn very handsomely, don't they? No, I have a terrible serve. Oh, terrible. Not the backhand? Serve. Mm. Serve. Okay. Quick on mm. your feet, though. I am quick on my feet. <laughs> yeah. mm. So what's better, Sonos or Bose? As a sound Ooh, system? I have Bose in my car and Sonos at home, so I'm going to go Sonos. Okay. What's your favourite thrill-seeking adventure to do in Victoria? Thrill seeking. I am not a big thrill seeker. My husband is a huge thrill seeker. He loves skydiving, racing, all of that type of stuff. Yep. I'm a much more like lay on the beach, read a book, you know, yeah. type of person. So I, I love one of my things is I love walking, nature walking. Yeah. So yeah, that's a thrill for me. It's a thrill for you. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what should every house in Melbourne have? What should every house in Melbourne have? Um, I think every house in Melbourne should feel like a home. Mm. I know that's a little bit corny, but I think we don't need all this material stuff. Mm. We just need to to feel like a home. So don't think your house has to look like a display home. It has to suit you and feel comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. And my biggest thing, I'll always say this, is house in Melbourne needs to have eaves. I'm so sick of looking at houses that do not have eaves. I agree with that. I will agree with that. Eaves are important. Yeah, yeah, because the harshness of they the sun. So boxy, don't they, they do look boxy. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Okay, who was the last stand-up comedian you saw live? Um, Tom. What's that guy from Hard Quiz? Ah, uh, Gleason. Tom Gleason. I saw Tom Gleason live at the comedy festival, yeah. and he is hilarious. Yep. Yeah. 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 Hilarious. Stuff. Yeah. What's your favourite style of Melbourne home? Are California bungalows. I love a good Californian bungalow. Yeah. They're my favourite. I still I like Victorians and Edwardians, um, and some contemporary homes are beautiful, but I cannot go past a Californian bungalow. And they are a bit of a Glen Harris favourite. They are, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they are. So what's your favourite winery in Victoria? I don't drink. So oh. I, I I don't drink, but I am going to say that my favourite winery is Stones because that is where I got married. Um, so I'm actually going there for my anniversary nice. next week. Oh, yeah. very exciting. Where's Stones? In the Yarra Valley. Oh, nice. I should know that. Yeah, it's a nice one. Yeah. And that's our yeah quick quiz for this episode. So, Zaley, uh, what have you got on your website now? So, we've got a really good article about presentation tips, what you need to think of when presenting your home for sale because you can be penny-wise and pound-foolish. So, head to shelterrealestate.com.au and get some really great tips if you're thinking about selling. Awesome. Perfect. Okay, so, again, Zaley, you have won us over with your knowledge and charm. Thank you. Thanks so much for getting to the bottom of what we need to know about advertising. It is a necessary evil, but in the long run, it's very much worth it. Absolutely. Next week, it is our part two of our advertising, uh, but more so it's about internet advertising. Websites like realestate.com.au and domain.com.au have taken the real estate advertising world by storm. And it will be interesting to see what little tricks we can do to make our property stand out. Sounds good. Perfect.
estate right is a real copyright and we shoot buildings production. We would like to thank Podbean for hosting our podcast, Audio Stock for sound effects and Premium Beat for our theme music. Don't forget to like Real Estate Right on Facebook and Instagram. If you love this podcast and want to help us, we'd be ever so thankful if you could please subscribe, rate and review us on your favourite podcast service. As you can hear, Grant and I are friendly and welcome any of our listeners to email us if they have any questions they would like answered in a future episode. So please send us an email to sue at realestateright.com.au. Thanks for listening to Real Estate Right.